Welcome to Baseball Biz. I'm Mark Herbert, your host, and with me today is none other. Oh, it's not Brandon today. <laughs> We've got a great guest with us today, Mr. Nick Morawski of, that's right, you guessed it, best White Sox podcast there is out there. Good guys talk back. I love that title, Nick. Hey, man, welcome to Baseball Biz. How are you doing today? Mark, thank you so much uh, for the invite. Uh, excited to talk baseball. Excited to talk White Sox with you. Man, it's it's great to have you here. Uh, I've been listening to your show for a while, and to me, it's I like it. You've got the fan perspective on your show. How, first, tell me, how long have you guys been doing this now? Uh, this is our third season. We started uh, Winter Meetings 2018, and uh, for Sox fans, that was a, a critical offseason because we were supposed to be getting Manny Machado that offseason yeah. and uh, Bryce Harper and the drama that you know unfolded uh, over the weeks and we got none of those we got Yonder Alonso and John Jay uh, that was our big <laughs> that was our big offseason but we started it uh, then and you know it's just been uh, gradually growing and with the season that the Sox are having right now it's been a lot of it's been a lot of fun to talk about well let's face it i mean you guys are division leaders obviously in AL Central, but above beyond that, I don't think there's another division leader that has a 10 game gap between them and the next team beneath them. So you guys have been performing fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's uh we're at 10 games now. Um, but, and I, and I love the team. I love what the Sacks have been doing. They've been doing it with starting pitching. They've been doing it uh, with bullpen However, you have to also look at the rest of the AL Central. There's no other team that has a winning record in the AL Central. So if you place the White Sox in a different division, you know, we're we're not I think aside from maybe the NL East, right. uh, we're we're not going to be leading any other division. So I don't want to discredit what the Sox have been doing, but it is a it is a weak division uh that the Sox play in. Nonetheless, you guys are doing, you know, bang up job. You got a fantastic uh, group of players out there new manager right <laughs> and yeah wow yeah. Well, well tell me about that is how much how do white Sox feel you know with with a new manager of or an old manager coming back yeah. in you know i i want to also get your perspective too as a as you know an outside for just from an outside perspective we were shocked I, I i'll speak for myself i was shocked when i heard that the rumors in the fall and then uh, when he actually was anointed the job, a lot of Sox fans, diehards, who thought AJ Hinch was definitely going to be the man that was going right. to step in with the the talented team that we had. Um, but you know, a after we kind of uh, let the dust settle a little bit, and you know, I, look, Tony Larus has got three rings. Yeah. Um, he's been away from the game, uh, the dugout uh, specifically for 10, 11 years. But the guy has managed in a lot of different eras and a lot of different decades with a lot of different personalities. I think the big fear was, uh, can he manage a Tim Anderson? Can he manage a Loy Jimenez or Robert? Uh, you know, the, the way the game is, is trending, the bat flip, the personalities, the flair. Um, and, you know, from what he has done with all of the injuries that we've had, um, how he's been able to get this team you know, just about 20 games over 500 here in late August with that 10 game lead that we were talking about. Yeah, it's our starting pitching. Yeah, it's our bullpen. But you also got to credit uh, Tony Larusa, And now you got to say he's one of the top comp uh, contenders for AL manager of the year. Absolutely. I mean, the thing with it is what? Over, well, last year all did pretty good as far as your your uh, win loss average. But before that, I guess you guys uh, 300 in the 400s. 
Uh, so he's made some things strong this year. I mean, you've got a good team, but it takes, it takes a manager with a bit of verve. It takes a manager who's not always going to be popular, but it's, yeah. it's got somebody who's going to sit down in the rules. And I'm always interested in Tony because one, a fellow Tampanian, you know, he's in, and seen him come up for, from Tampa. But I think, man, if you've been away from something for 10 years and you come back to it, is it like riding a bike? I, I don't know, but he's, he's well, definitely. The, you know, Mark, there's been some, he's made some mistakes this season and uh, he has, you know, he's called himself out on it. He's been called out on it. Uh, and I think, you know, he was also trying to learn what he has. Uh, and I think that's tricky for a manager that maybe has, hasn't been in the dugout for a while. It took him a little while to figure out uh, how to use some of these guys. Uh, you got to credit the general manager, Rick Hahn of the White yeah. Sox for, for giving the depth, giving these guys to Tony LaRusso. You know, they went out and they made the huge splash with Hendricks, which I think was definitely from Tony LaRusso. He said, get me the best closer out there because that's that's what Tony, excuse me, that's what Tony does. He almost invented the closer role, right? So right. now, you know, he had to figure out, well, how am I going to move all of these pieces? It's taken him some time. Guys are starting to get healthy now. Um but it, it, it's been a, a bit of a roller coaster of a year. And I think every fan kind of says that about a team that they invest in day in and day out. But, uh, hey, we're here uh, first place. Uh, and it, it really feels good as a Sox fan. Well, that's that's great, man. I mean, I, I know I've been on seasons where my team's like, oh, just struggling to, to stay in fourth and out of five. <laughs> and, but uh, it's it's great. And I said I was I was a little concerned about maybe there's been some controversy about um, him and the rookies. And just the other day, I think with your catcher, uh, Nick, I said, I see yeah. there's, but you know, Tony, he takes responsibility. I know there's some uh, criticism of me the other day about pulling what Craig Kimbrell out, but, and he answered that, you know, he had his reasons, but yeah, I, 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 I admire him for nothing else to step up and say, yeah, well, you know, maybe that wasn't the best choice. Yeah. You know, that, that is an interesting dynamic. Kimbrell Hendricks, you've got Kimbrell, who's got what 370 saves to yeah. his credit now coming in and being asked to be an eighth inning guy. And, you know, there's a lot of talk among Sox fans in the media of, well, can you ask a ninth inning closer a lockdown ninth inning closer to move to an eighth inning role psychologically? What does that do at, you know, I know Tony's having conversations with Kimbrell. That is going to be a delicate dance. Uh, yeah. You know, Hendricks threw uh, 40 pitches last night. And uh, from what I understand, Kimbrell has got the ball in the ninth inning and maybe tomorrow if if that happens. So, you know, it's you know, that's another Tony thing. That's on Tony now of how he's going to manage those guys, because I have a feeling he got into Han's ear and said, hey, if we have a chance to get Kimbrell, bring him over here. I'd like to have that stock bullpen. Well, and I don't, you know, the nice thing for Kimbrell, I mean, if you're being traded, you know, he doesn't even have to move his house or anything. Right. You've got right. a guy right across, right. you know, right across the city. And guess yeah. what? And I know I heard, I had read some things about him and uh, Liam Hendricks that uh, their wives had actually become friends. Mm -hmm. And there was some of that long before. So anyway, yeah, I was real excited about seeing him and there, there's always changes. Now I'll quickly tell you about, as far as like with the, the Tampa Bay Rays, when I'm looking to say, well, who's going to be the closer? You know, we, we've had a lot of guys who like Nick Anderson and some other guys who've done a fantastic job, but either through injuries or, or trades like with Diego Castillo, uh, I, I'm as uncertain, but we've got a good bullpen. And one of those guys, one of my favorites is Andrew Kittredge. This guy, he, he's killer. 
You know, he practically had a perfect inning last yes, the other evening. He's just been amazing. But uh, I want to get getting back to the Sox fan because that's the topic here. Um, wow, I'm looking at you guys. Also, Field of Dreams yeah. was that? Did you, did you make it? Did you get there? You know, I, I didn't. I didn't make it out there. And I and I was listening to your guys' uh, most recent episode, and the price tag was a little steep. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it was a joy to watch. You know, as a Sox fan, uh, to get national attention um, is you know it, it's shortcoming. You know, we're playing second fiddle to the Cubs all the time. And, you know, with the success that the Sox have been having this year, now getting on to some Sunday night baseball games, some some ESPN during the week games for that field of dreams game to come through. And they did an unbelievable job. Major League Baseball really did it up. Uh, and it was a shame the way that, you know, Hendricks you know, let that game slip. Ooh. But I, it was almost like he fell on a sword for Tim Anderson to have a coming out party uh, because <laughs> with, without Hendricks blowing that Anderson doesn't have that unbelievable moment that everybody in the nation, every baseball fan saw. Yeah. I was like that too. I saw, I saw Hendricks in the dugout after that. Then he's just like, <laughs> Oh man, you could see all the self recrimination there. But like you said, it, it made that magic moment for you guys to come back out there and Anderson and the rest, you know, bring so much to it. And my gosh, speaking of Anderson, I, this guy continually amazes me. Yeah. I mean, when I saw him when he came here to Tampa and you guys played here last week, it was amazing to watch it, man. As much as I'm a race fan, I'm a baseball player fan first. So when I see somebody like that, it's exciting. And <clears throat> pardon me. Yeah. Well, I mean, what he had six at bats that game and I can't even remember all that he did, but it was just, his performance was outstanding. Yeah, he was, um, you know, he, he's the straw that stirs the drink for the Sox. He really is. Um, you know, Abreu would be the captain, yeah. uh, but, but Anderson is the guy that makes it all go. Um, he was three for six that game, huge ninth inning home run. And then mm. he went ahead in the 11th and had the go ahead RBI. Uh, unfortunately he didn't play, you know, those, those second two games in that series. And he sat out the first two in this Toronto yeah, I think with the turf, you know, Sox playing on turf in, in Tampa, then in Toronto, the, I, I think they're trying to rest his legs. Uh, I think they, you know, and he and Anderson had a comment uh, in the local media yesterday, and Anderson said, look, all eyes are on October. Uh, that's our goal. And if we have to rest right now, trading rest for wins almost in August, uh, then we'll do that. But I think he's back in the lineup, uh, you know, tonight in Toronto and boy, he is just electric. And, uh, it, it, the last few years, you know, he he's been up there an average and he's getting very vocal. And, you know, I really hope that as Joe book buck said on the field of dreams telecast, he can be, uh, one of the faces, if not the face of major league baseball. Well, it is exciting to see him out there. I'm glad to hear he's coming back soon. I knew I was looking at the IL list. They had him on there for leg, but I think maybe it's just, uh, maybe his leg was bothering, but better to, to save him for postseason. Yeah. And I mean, with you guys with uh, a 10 game lead in your division, why not? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's a 10 game lead. Um, but any Sox fan will tell you that lived through 2005, we had a 15 game lead on the Cleveland Indians, um, you know, in, in late August and that thing whittled down to a game and a half, um, 
before we, you know, kicked it into a second gear, the last couple weeks of the season won the division by six games. And eventually we ended up winning the world series. So yeah, it ended great for Sox fans, but it took years off of my life and a bunch of other Sox fans life. So the 10 game lead is nice, but we still have three more with Oakland, three more with Boston. September is going to be a, you know, it's going to be a tough road. Well, I'm excited for you guys. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, you doing more out there. Um, Oh, I did want to ask you, what's the catching situation like that there? One, two, none, three. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. It's almost like in the NFL, when you've got two quarterbacks, you don't have one, right? right. Um, uh, Yasmani Grandal, who's, you know, he's our multi-million dollar guy. He was our big free agent acquisition a couple of years ago. Uh, good reports. Uh, he should be coming back maybe this weekend for the Crosstown series against the Cubs. Uh, right now, you know, we've got Zach Collins and Sebi Zavala, two, two guys that, you know, probably aren't even going to be starting on any team yeah. as a catcher. Uh, both are young. They're still trying to figure out, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier, uh, Tony really giving it to Sebi Zavala in the dugout. Uh, you know, it was a 3-0 pitch to Vlad Guerrero the other day, and it was middle-middle. And Lance Lynn took some of the credit to that, but you know, I think Tony also wanted to know, well, what were you doing, Sebi? What did you call? Uh, those are two guys that have come a long way. Uh, Sebi more than Collins. Collins is really there for the lefty bat, not really the defense. Uh, but we're as Sox fans, we're just, you know, we need Grandal back. He, right. He's the guy. He is the guy that's going to take us to the promised land. Well, I'm hoping he'll be back soon. Uh, well, do you have any, is there any date on that? Is he still, uh... Uh, you know, I, I think it, I've heard imminent that that's what I'm hearing, uh, <laughs> which doesn't give you a lot of clarity, but when you, you know, you, you look at a couple other um, Twitter posts from a few other local journalists, it sounds, you know, if you, if you read between the lines, maybe this weekend, it's a big series against the Cubs uh, at, at, you know, Sox park. So that would be nice if he, uh, he came back for that. Well, looking across the American League right now as division leader, and we said whoever's in those positions right now uh, for each each one, who would you say would be most likely to be the wild card for the American you know, League? You know, yeah, um, boy, the Yankees are playing really well right now, um, and I and I don't want to see the Yankees. We just don't match up well against them but they are hot right now. Um, it's an interest. It's a, it's a really tight battle between them and Boston. Um, the East is, is again, you know, aside from the central, all the, these other divisions are pretty close. Um, I don't think, you know, Toronto obviously isn't going to win the division, but they're what five games back of the wild card. Um, I'm looking at Yankees as a, as a team that is probably going to, um, I think is going to make a final push. Uh, Maybe it comes out of the East. Maybe both are coming out of the East. Maybe it's Boston and, and New York. Um, I know Houston's got, you know, a, 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 an okay lead um, on what is it? Oakland out in the West, but um, I don't know, for some reason, those East teams, like we, it was tough going to Tampa uh, yeah. playing, uh, playing you guys, you know, you guys got some hitters, man, and you got pitching and, I think we at Sox ended up going three and three against Tampa for the season. Um, so I, you know, anytime you get those types of teams that have the pitching and they have the hitting, that's what makes baseball so exciting, right? It's just, you know, well, throw the cards, let them fall wherever they lie. Well, exactly. I mean, I was thinking about the Yankees as well. Uh, the AL East, who knows where it's going to wind up. Somebody, you know, 
Somebody said, well, your rays are here at the top. I said, today. Yes, they are. <laughs> <Yeah>. Today. <laughs> yeah. I was talking, uh, talking with Brent Cardi from the Cardi Show about that. I said, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, who knows? But the, the, the Yankees, what? As of, uh, let's see, today, we're looking at their 11 out of 11. The last 11 games, they have won all 11. If uh, I read if they win one today, they get to 12 out of 12, it'll be a record that will match one since 1961. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as a, you know, just as a Sox fans, we're all looking at what the Yankees, you know, we look at what other teams are doing and uh, I was shocked. No pitching for the Yankees. They went out and they got Rizzo. They got Gallo, you know, Stanton looks healthy judges. I mean, they got thumpers and you yeah. know, that's, that's maybe their MO is just, we're going to outslug you. Yeah. And well, that was it. Cause I mean, both of those guys, they brought in, they needed something to wake up their bats. I mean, they were, they were suffering. If, you know, before uh, the all-star game and before all the trades were done and Booney air Boone was just getting kicked. You know, he, he was getting killed. Now, now he can smile a little more. And Alex Cora is starting to have a little, little looking a little. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. But, yeah. But uh, anyway, so that's, that's, some, I'm looking to see forward to, you know, what's coming with all that, but it's, it's an exciting year, man. I mean, I'd like you to, to tell me a little bit more as far, as far as good guys talking back on your podcast. What are yeah. some of the more recent uh, podcasts you really are topics you covered you? Yeah, well, good good guys talk back uh, comes uh, from uh, a nickname that the Sox uh, kind of gave themselves back in the early '90s when they went to the uh, to the black jerseys and uh, they were uh, they gave themselves the nickname "Good Guys Wear Black." And our longtime broadcaster Ken the Hawk Harrelson would refer to the Sox as the good guys when he would go to commercial break. You know, uh, good guys up three two. Uh, so we just decided kind of a play on that good guys talk back and uh you know we're local we're you know i'm i'm recording just blocks from the ballpark i live in the neighborhood and we we try very hard as a podcast to keep it very fresh so usually after every series uh, we will be recording that evening or the next day to recap uh, and then we like to look ahead you know if i'm not at the game i'm a season ticket holder so if i'm not at the game i am watching the game um <laughs> My wife is extremely understanding and supportive, <laughs> but, um, you know, we're, my co-host and I, his name's Pat Hester. We went to college together. We've known each other for 20 plus years, just multi-generational diehard Sox fans. Uh, I live by every pitch. That's not good for my health, but that is just how I'm wired. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just eat, sleep, drink, uh, baseball and the Chicago White Sox. Uh, you know, that's it, man. It's a true fan. In Tampa, uh, I wish we had the fan base that a lot of other teams do. It was with the location of where we have our uh, stadium, that's part of it. And part of it, I think, sometimes is kind of a transitory area. People come here, a lot of people on vacation, et cetera, but there's not really many native Floridians around here. And uh, if you came from New York, if you came from Boston, if you came from Canada, wherever, you're going to be here for your team. I can tell you when I used to work at the stadium, you know, I, we'd be playing the White Sox, and I can't tell you how many folks would come in from there. But you guys have a, a great uh, fan base following, you know, so I'm I'm glad to see that. And again, talking about your your show, um, who's one of the most interesting guests you've had on there? Uh, you know, we had we were lucky enough to have uh, a guy by the name of Chuck Garfine, and he is a local personality. Uh, he's been the pre and post game. 
uh, on NBC Sports Chicago for a long, long time. He's been on that station since I think 2004. So just before the Sox won the World Series. And that was a big get for us. He, uh, you know, he's just one of those, everybody knows him in the Chicago area. He's at the Sox Fest. He used to be at the stadium kind of as like a man of the people interviewing, uh, you know, folks that have all different kinds of jer crazy jerseys. He'd always spot the most obscure jersey he could find. Uh, he was a huge, he was a huge guest for us. Uh, super nice, you know, and, and obviously piped into the White Sox. So to, to, to pick anybody's brain, uh, that has the ability to cover these guys on a daily basis. You know, journalists from the athletic, uh, the athletic, like James Fegan, Scott Merkin, who is the MLB.com Sox beat writer for a long period of time to have these guys on multiple times, uh, nice of them to, for us to steal their time. Uh, those have been great gets for us. Well, that's fantastic. And I want to tell you something about a, a project I'm working on here in a little bit. And maybe we can find out more, but, Looking at who you guys have coming up, and like I said, you're in the uh, still facing up the, the Blue Jays here for a couple more games. And then you got the Cubbies, Cubbies, Cubbies yeah. coming to visit you. And then what, the Pirates? So when you're looking at the rest of your schedule here, what do you think? Do you think it's okay, medium, hard? Um, obviously, uh, the Cubs always, a Cubs series always uh, brings in the crowds. I mean, there'll be 40,000, uh, at every single one of these games, uh, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday's day game, uh, Cubs have fallen on some hard times, obviously, yeah. but there's just something about that, you know, uh, it's going to be electric. Um, but I, I, you know, I think we can, you know, win that series. I'm not worried about Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I'm, I'm worried about, when we get to September, we've got three at Oakland and we do not play well on the West coast, especially in the Coliseum. We've got three with Boston at home. We've got three with the angels. And then we have five games in four days against Cleveland in Cleveland starting in late September. So th that that's as a fan, I'm enjoying where we're at right now, but as you mentioned, uh, you know, a few minutes ago, it's like today we're in first place by 10 <laughs> games, but talk to me and, you know, talk to me in mid September and see where I'm at, where my blood pressure is. Oh, brother. Well, oh gosh. One thing I just kind of off the line with some of these things we've been talking about, but something I'm passionate about is reading more and more about the minor leagues and seeing what's going on with some of these players. Uh, I know we're all one baseball now, but uh, it's it's a, a challenge I think that every franchise has, and that's making sure that those young players that we were hoping to see come up, you know, are being treated well now. So just a little bit on my soapbox for that. So it's one of those things I want to see get better. I, I but I but I don't know. We're, we're gonna we're gonna try to reach out and we're gonna try to do some shows here about that. Do you hear any feedback about the minor league teams that you guys have? You know, we've got triple uh, A is in Charlotte, the Charlotte Knights, and then double uh, A is Birmingham, uh, the Birmingham Barons. And then uh, we've got Winston-Salem. And, you know, I, I we've had a, a couple great guests. Uh, James Fox is a, is a wonderful guest who's very, uh, you know, he is plugged in. Uh, to what's going on uh, in the minors and uh, he's great with drafts and, and, you know um, you know, he, he gets down into the nitty gritty. Um, I, I think my, you know, my worry is, is, you know, equity is, is fair pay for these yeah. guys. And, and, 
everything that they have to go through. And, and we had a, we had a guy on our team early this year that made a lot of noise nationally, your mean Mercedes. And mm-hmm. he had a wonderful uh, April and, and part of May. And he was an older rookie. I think he might've been in his late twenties and, and fought and clawed his way up uh, and earned a spot, you know, with his bat. He, he's a catcher, but it was really his, his bat that kept him and, and helped him make the team. Well, you know, he, he just, he fell flat and he got, um, he was, he was sent down and, and th- there was just some real like psychological stuff. He, he not, he announced his retirement on Instagram. And yeah. then the next day he said he was coming back. And, and I think it was, you know, just to speculate, these players, they fight so hard to get up to the big leagues. And then, you know, this is what they've wanted. And then they're told, you know what, not yet. And some players, you know, is there enough, um, you know, wellness, you know, mental health uh, for, you know, care for some of these uh, players that, that, that has got to be difficult to be shipped around, bounced around. Now you're here. Now you're here. And and having to deal with that, especially when your family is probably somewhere else. It's, it's a challenge. And, and for somebody like him who's been in the matters for so long, it's, you know, getting there and staying there. It's, it's two different things. It's it's tough on him. I know that uh, some teams do have counselors and, and that sort of thing. But nonetheless, that is a hard road. And when you think that, if you enter into the major league baseball and you're there, you're, if you're there for a whole year, you're making half a million dollars, you know, that's, that's it. But I mean, that's decent, but what are you paying those guys? What? 10,000 maybe in, in the minor leagues yeah, or less. And I'm hoping that MLB wakes up on this. Um, oh, forgive me. <laughs> no, I, little, I, I agree. I agree with you. I get a little passionate about that, but you guys, you know, you've got a great, great team. You get, uh, a great outlook for what's going to happen the rest of the season. And I'm excited for this, you know, for the White Sox, man. It's fantastic. It's uh, It's been a long time coming. You know, they they, uh, they tore this down. And by they, I mean, you know, the owner, Jerry Reinsdorf's blessing and, and Rick Hahn, our GM. This was the fall of 2016. We traded Chris Sale to Boston for Michael Kopech and Yohan Mankata. And then that the dominoes started falling. Um, with the hope that maybe 2020, 2021, we would might, we might see some postseason play, you know, this team has roots in history back to 1900 or 1901, depending on who you talk to. If you want to think about a charter member of the American league, or just generally as a baseball club in, in that history, Mark, we have never as an organization got to the postseason back to back seasons. And this could be the first time ever uh, the White Sox go uh, back to back. So it, it's good right now. It, but, you know, Sox fans have suffered. We've had some high points, but there's been a lot of low. Well, I'm excited for you guys. Like I said, it's, it's been exciting thus far. And what do we have? Five more weeks, I think, until the postseason's here, if, if that. So looking forward to seeing what you guys and Nick keep up the good work with what you're doing there with good guys talk back. Uh, get, if you, people haven't listened, you can find them just about, I guess, on any podcast directory and do you, they can also find you on Twitter as well. Where's yep. that at? Yeah. You can find the podcast everywhere. You find podcasts. We're on Twitter uh, at good guys TV. And uh, we've got a Facebook fan page, but uh, yeah, uh, we're, we're cranking them out a couple times a week and uh, it's been a lot of fun. And you got some good merch too, don't you? <laughs> yeah. We got some great, comfortable and affordable good guys talk back t-shirts. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. 
Well, I've been speaking today here with Nick Morosky from uh, Good Guys Talk Back and having a great time. Looking forward to seeing what's happening with the rest of the AL Central for the remaining uh, of the regular year and postseason. So, Nick, thanks again, buddy, for joining us today and uh, hope to talk with you again real soon. Yeah, thank you so, so much, Mark, for the invite. And who knows, we, we might see your raise in the postseason. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Okay. Once again, I want to thank Nick Morowski from Good Guys Talk Back for joining us here on Baseball Biz, telling us everything about the White Sox. If you haven't checked them out, please do. You can find Baseball Biz on Twitter at TheBaseballBiz. And if you've got any comments, please go ahead and leave me those. Subscribe to Baseball Biz. Like us, love us, subscribe to us, download us, and we'll be talking with you again real soon. Special thanks to X-Tech RUS for the music rocking forward.